Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Blue Oval Podcast. I am Ben Weisland. Joining me, as always, Garrett Zatlin. How's it going, man? This is one of those episodes where we'd like to remind everyone who listens how much we love them, because my Steelers are on right now. And it's not just the first half, it's the second half. And that's how much I love everyone. I'm doing this because that's the time it works for both of us. And I'm sacrificing time watching my Steelers play. Um, And not only that, but they're winning, which is the craziest part. So um, just just to remind everyone how much I love you. This is what I do for you. Yeah, I, I apologize that I am going to get to see my Eagles. So like, I, 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 I'm excited about that. Um, and, and this is our like one off night for Phillies. So we've, we've, True. we haven't really talked Phillies much, but man, no. it's, it's, it's they're, exciting they're, as always. They're looking good. They're looking real good. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to jinx anything. We won't say anything else. So by the time you said, listen to this, good. we it. will, we will know if they've made it to the world series by the time this podcast uh, comes out, I believe. So. Uh, but like the Phillies, our ratings and reviews have been going pretty strong over the mm-hmm. last few weeks. We've got two more on Spotify, um, bringing us up to 128 on Apple. We got one new review. Um, enjoy the podcast. Um, enjoy your insights and analysis each week. And a shout out to the Boston College Eagles, who are having a terrific season so far. Third place finish for the women at Arturo Barrios. Shout out to the guy two 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 four for that review. <laughs> yeah, shout out and uh, yeah, BC. Hey, they they've got a few like pretty decent recruits coming in. You know, there's something's happening there. So uh, Pete Watson uh, certainly has a has a good thing going there. But yeah, shout out to Boston College. Um, Ben, we have so much to talk about. In fact, I think it is just going to be a you and I are just going to riff a little bit. Yeah, this is going to be the Simmons Rosillo kind of dynamic. Uh, I don't know how many of our listeners will understand that reference, but um, well, let's just kind of let's just kind of see what happens. Like, so we got conference weekend previews. You and I, to be very clear to everyone who's listening, we do not know who and who isn't running. We assume yep. that in most cases, all the teams that we talk about are going to be running full lineups, um, and, and we'll will of course make exceptions where you know if someone hasn't run yet this season, we'll mention that. We'll consider yep. that in our analysis. But cause some slack here. We don't have the, the entries right now. We're recording this on Sunday. Um, so just want to throw that out there. But Ben, where do you want to start? So we're just going to have a few questions to kind of get us up and running. But like, like Garrett said, we're going to be kind of going all over the place. So to begin, what is the most competitive race from a team perspective like out of the maybe just the Power 5 conferences or even if there's one outside that you, you think is going to be really interesting to keep an eye on this weekend. I I think it's the Pac-12 men. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, I do think not have that. Can, if you kind of look at it, Colorado's been a little bit up and down. Sure. Great at uh, Nutty Comb. Not so great at uh, Virginia mm-hmm. Invitational. Oregon, we have no idea. They haven't yes. raced or any, anywhere legitimate, I should say. And frankly, they haven't raced anyone attached. We have no idea what they're going to look like. Mm-hmm. Washington has not been great. It would be surprising if, if they yep. um, bounce back. But who knows? Uh, and then you got, what, uh, Stanford. Obviously, they, they need a big rebound race. I struggle to believe that they're not going to be at least somewhat competitive. Um, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Is there anyone else that I'm missing? No, I think that's the group. Yeah, I think from just 
the Pac-12 is just a lot of mystery there, and I think we're going to get, and maybe that this will be an answer to another question um, later on, but I think we're going to learn a, maybe the most from that particular race, yeah. and I think that's mm-hmm. why it'll, it should be fairly competitive. But I, like I said, there's a lot of mystery, so who knows, maybe Colorado runs away with it, or maybe there's another there's a surprise team that really breaks out. But at this point in the season, it's kind of, like you got to run everybody if you're healthy at this point. It's it, these are this is the beginning of the championship races. Um, so you I would I, think I, so. You yeah. would think that exactly. Uh, for me, the the two the two uh, on the men's side are the men's Big Twelve between Oklahoma State and BYU. I just mm-hmm. think from a team perspective, that's like the most high powered. Just I, I I think we we think Oklahoma State should win that, but. I mean, BYU is going to, in their first Big 12 championships, are going to be really tough to beat just because of how well they're able to pack up and they might not have enough low sticks and firepower. But I think we're going to learn a lot about Oklahoma State, hopefully, because how many guys they can get ahead of like Joey Noakes and, and the rest of those guys, I think will be very indicative of what they can do at Nationals. Yeah, and I think that's very fair. And I also think this is going to tell us a little bit more about Texas and Iowa State. Because yes. those two teams are nice teams to gauge each other off of. And Texas, frankly, had great job. They did a great job at Nutty Comb. And so you have to wonder, it's like, you know, what what will their firepower do in a top-heavy field? Like, what what does that even look like? This is still a – BYU's in this now in Houston and UCF. They all came over since he – but really, it's still a very top-heavy field from cross-country. It's just BYU is the only new entrant at that top level. And so I don't know if the depth is really going to be hurting Texas at all. And I think they're going to run pretty well. I, I'm not going to say they're going to pull an upset, but some math might work out where it's like, okay, BYU has Joey Noakes and they have Cree Thompson. But their third score was Kenneth Rooks, and he was 31st place yep. at Nuttycomb. There, there are some avenues there. Or in a smaller field, top heavy, it gets a little more interesting. It's going to be closer than people think. Like, yeah. they, like mm-hmm. Texas is going to be, I, I think, almost certainly will be third, but it's not going to be like a blowout. They're not going to be way behind, I think, right. that top two. Um, and then for, for me, the other one to keep an eye on, just from a depth perspective, and I guess this kind of depends on how much you believe in Syracuse, but uh, the ACC, I mean, you got Syracuse, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Virginia. Like it is just a like we came in with high hopes for North Carolina and Notre Dame. Um, Syracuse has exceeded our expectations. Virginia has has not quite met those yet. But you look at them on paper, all those teams seem to be pretty well matched up. And in a ACC that just has so many quality teams, quality individuals, it'll be a fascinating race to see where everybody kind of sifts out to. And, and I think this is a real opportunity for Syracuse to really plant their flag as like a podium contender um, or favorite, even if they can kind of come out with a convincing win here. So ACC, you mentioned four different teams there. You have Syracuse, Notre Dame, uh, Virginia, and North Carolina. Who's your fifth team? And I'll give you a few. Wake, I'll give you the Wake, candidates that you're likely going to have. Wake, Florida State. You have Wake, Florida State, NC State, and that's pro- maybe Duke. Maybe. I'm going to go with Wake, actually. Yeah. I just think they have the most upside out of that group, and they have the best low stick. I, 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 I think it's them or Florida State in my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. And that's it, Florida State again. It's the margin of error conversation again, so, all uh, over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that you saw that you know Joe Piani to then Nutty Comb. It's night and day. So yeah, that'll that'll be interesting. Um, all right. Do we have an, we have another question here, right? From well, same same question from the women's side. Who, oh right. Who, what what race from a team perspective do we think is going to be really interesting to keep an eye on? Do you have an answer for this? Oh, you know what? I, I'll already give this. Um, Big Ten. Okay. I think Why? Big Ten. I because I think there's a lot that we need to like definitively establish. I think we know that Michigan State's going to be the favorite, and I think they're going to. I think we know that they're going to win. But like, if there's any hope for Ohio State, this is where it comes out. And like, I know that no, that sounds aggressive, but it's the truth they from the Colossus perspective. They have to get second at least because that's you know you need the Colossus points and. Their firepower should be conducive to a great race, you'd think, but we haven't seen uh, Andre Yacoun yet. Her coming back would, would I think, solve a lot of issues, obviously. Um, and then Wisconsin, we have yet to see Shea Ruley. Will we see her at all? Is that going to matter in this race? Um, I, I just think there are some aspects like that where I think from a definitive, like, un- truly understanding and finalizing, like, what our thoughts are on these teams – I think that that will be important. And I think it'll also be important for Michigan State. We didn't see Caitlin Hines at Nutticombe, and they still ran very well. But Hines is a very important piece of that lineup. It, will she run? How well does she run? Can Lauren Freeland replicate the great result that she had at Nutticombe so that this Michigan State team is like you know really as good as we think they are? And I think these are the questions that I'd like to start asking about Big Ten, and I think we're going to get more definitive answers this weekend. Yeah, I just, in my mind, it's Michigan State and everyone else, honestly. Like, I I mean, maybe Ohio State, maybe Wisconsin can can push them a little bit, but I, I just think there is a big gap there, so... Well, I'm not I, saying that I'm no, going to be I agree. Michigan State. I, I think the interesting race is, like, that race for second to, like, to, to make the where we'll see it be pretty competitive um for me the two races that i was looking at one women's pack 12 i'm really interested to see stanford versus colorado i think this is stanford comes in as I, I think deservedly the favorite which is kind of flipping it on the head from where we thought it would be coming in the preseason but colorado's still there depending on the talent that they actually deploy how everybody's looking at the moment they certainly have the upside to to win this and kind of get their season back on track in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I think it's tough to be like, to be critical of Colorado, but just because we haven't seen their whole lineup yet. Exactly. I haven't seen a Hurtenstein, Cook, Starlipper, Hanneman Uti, Abby Nechnecki. Um, and you know, some of these, some of these women weren't really maybe expected to race. Like I didn't even just expect Starlipper to race at all. I just assume she's not racing um, just because that's kind of what, kind, yeah. kind of what history has told us. Um, but yeah, I think like this race, it's like whoever Colorado fields in this race is likely not definitely, but likely the lineup we can expect from them moving forward. Exactly. Yep. And so I think it'll just be a great race. And then the other one, um, the heavy hitters again in the big 12 BYU, Oklahoma state, I BYU comes in, I think should be the favorite, but Oklahoma State has that has some firepower, and I think that'll be a very very that could be one of the closest like just coming down to who wins it um, right at the line. I, I think that race could be one of the closest we see all weekend. I also like want to highlight the Big East. I think the Big East 
Georgetown Providence. I understand Providence had a tough day. I I don't um they didn't have Jane Buckley. Now obviously this is like one of those things where she has to come back if yes. if they're gonna even like contend with Georgetown. But Georgetown, for as good as they are, the way that this field is outlined and you know, for how good we know Providence can be, I I think Providence isn't just gonna roll over. I think they could give Georgetown some challenges. I still would pick the Hoyas to win. Yeah. But I, Nutty Comb was not indicative of how good the Friars are, and I would just be. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say like a like cautious of an upset alert, but they they do have the personnel to pull it off. It wouldn't be shocking to see them through three be like very close in score. Fair, and Fair. I mean that four or five could end up being the the big differentiator be for, for Georgetown, but. I, like you said, Providence has that firepower up front if everyone is running and running well to, to really match up fairly well. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good call. All right, let's go to, to an individual perspective of what what do we think the most competitive races are going to be when we're looking at the individual race? And I, I, can, I can start us out with yeah, the women's. It. I think it's the SEC. I am really excited to see Doris Lemongold versus Parker Volby. Volby looks like she is in the shape of her life. Lemongol is someone we we have seen great things from in her short time in the NCAA, but this is really her first true test against the best of the best in the NCAA. And I'm just really interested to see how she runs this race, quite frankly. Is she going to stick there with Volby when she goes out really hard? Is she going to be a little bit more conservative and just try to win the 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 um, best of the rest in, in terms of everyone behind Volby or is she going to kind of pull a Caitlin Tui approach of let her go and then try to really accelerate at some point I, I think that race is going to be super interesting I think we're going to learn a lot about Doris Lemingle this weekend I would probably go with and let me double check as I'm just glancing through a few names here I want to make sure that I'm not I'm not missing someone yeah I think the women's Big 12 individual race, because a lot of it depends on does Taylor Rowe run? Does um, Celia McCabe run? Right? And th- those are big factors. But now BYU, you throw them in there. It's, you know, what will Carmen Alder do after that breakout performance at pre-nationals? I don't think we know. And, you know, you get Aubrey Frenthway putting in, the, you know, put in there. I'm, I'm sure I'm trying to, you know, Missing someone else in this whole equation, Bila Tukuri, yeah, uh, definitely one of those uh, women. So, and then yeah, I guess Iowa State, the individual side, is not really no there, but you know, there's I, a I lot of women who could win that race. I think you're right. Them, there's not really like yeah, there's no cut and dry favorite. I think in that race because I mean, even if Taylor Rose in there hasn't looked like worlds better than everyone else, um, so, well, we haven't yeah. seen her. Yeah, well, I, I guess I mean just over the last year, like she she hasn't looked like I mean even better than like teammate Jeff Curry at times. Um, so yeah, I I think it'll be really interesting to see see who comes out on top there. Um, any other ones before we go to the men? Yeah, Ivy League, Maya oh. Ramsden. Let's see how Phoebe Anderson handles a one-on-one, mano mano small field. It's really just going to be them up front. Yes. Let's see how Phoebe Anderson responds to this. I'm not expecting her to win, but how does she, how does she race alongside Ramsden? I think that could be really interesting um, I, with a field that's you know not going to break them up, um, how she responds there. So do I expect Ramsden to win? Yes. Um, 
but but Anderson has shown that she's at least good enough to make things interesting. I think it's fair. Yeah, yeah, and that would a win there would be quite the achievement by her and really I think catapult her into uh, another level going into nationals and certainly be a huge confidence booster but even even like just a few second loss and and running with her for a majority of the race would I think would do the same thing um all right let's go to the men's side for me I'm really excited to see the ACC battle between Parker Wolf and Rocky Hansen I I think that's going to be really interesting I I think Hansen has gotten the better of Wolf um this year but this is uh they're gonna go head to head. Well they've they've been one on one they're one on one. Yeah, yeah, they're one on one, right? Okay, yeah. They he's he's he beat him at Nettycomb and then was And then Wolf got was, him at Virginia yeah, Invitation. Virginia, right. Yeah. Right. And they were close, I think, both times, right? right? They like were. a spot or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're about as evenly matched up, I think, as you could you can expect. And it's the freshman going up against the, the more of the veteran. I think that'll just be a fascinating race to watch and to see whoever comes out on top there. Great choice. I like the SEC. Victor Kiprop, he's been good. He just hasn't been what seems to be quite as dominant, but still could very easily win this race. Yassine Abdal looked great at pre-Nats. Ben Shearer. Ben Shearer, Karami Yego, Patrick Kiprop. I mean, the Arkansas, I mean, it's wild that we're talking about Ben Shearer as a potential individual threat here. Yes. It's not something that I thought we would uh, you know, <laughs> ever be having a conversation about, but that's why you yeah, that's why you run the races. Exactly. And, and I'm sure there's probably one other name who I'm just blatantly not thinking of. Like, I think the- Ryan Kinane is not going to like win, but he could mix it up. I think that could get interesting. The Ole Miss guys are going to be right there, um, you, you would think, in the picture. Like, I, It's going to be tight. I, I think we're going we're gonna to see like a – 10 person front group for a while. And I, I think it'll be fascinating to see who makes the move and how everyone else responds to it over the, that last like 2k. Um, yeah. I think that's a great one because there, there's just a lot of different ways. I think that can go. Hillary Chariot is the other name yes. I was thinking of. Yeah. So um, but that's what I'm thinking. I mean, we could say it's the big 12 again, but you know, it's like, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the yeah. Oklahoma State guys versus BYU guys. BYU. Yeah, exactly. Well, um, I guess versus Texas. I mean, depending yeah. on what you think, you know. I I don't think the Texas guys are. I think it's BYU versus it's BYU. It's 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 Cree Thompson, Joey Noakes versus Devin Hart versus the entire Oklahoma State Oklahoma team. State team. Yeah, because yeah. we just don't know how they're no, like who, who's going to be running. Like who like who actually is their top three? Like we. We just aren't, we, we know nothing. So this will hopefully give us a little more insight into their team. All right, let's go to the next question. What team has the best opportunity to prove themselves this weekend? So maybe a team that has we haven't seen a lot of so far yet, or a team that maybe is overwhelmed, underwhelmed a little bit. Um, someone that, a team that maybe we still expect to make nationals, but who really need a good race here to kind of improve their stock going into nationals. Mm. You go ahead. You 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 give me your answer first because I, I, I can see that you have it. The easy answer I think is the Oregon men for on the men's side. Right. I, okay. This this is I think they're like the the team I was thinking of when I was writing this question. Like they we still expect them to make nationals. They should, but we just haven't seen a lot out of them. And this is going up against all those teams that we mentioned the the Stanfords, the Colorados. Um, 
who am I missing? Um, Washington. Washington. Yeah, Washington, I guess. Where do they line up in that pecking order? How, like, what does their lineup actually look like? I, 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 there's a lot of questions there, like we said with Oklahoma State. Um, but unlike Oklahoma State, we just don't know what the high end ceiling is actually going to be for this Oregon team. Okay. Okay. I, um, I don't know if I have a good answer for this. This is a really hard question. I think I will go Princeton. Mm. I think Princeton men, when you look at how they performed at the Virginia Invitational, they were about 15th, I want to say. Maybe, I think maybe even yep. below that. It was, uh, they were, yeah, 15th. I'm that good. Anyways, they were 15th. And then you go to Nuttycomb and they are a comparatively way more, way better 12th place. And I think we're struggling to understand like, well, what does that look like? And their depth is obviously going to be a little bit different. It's going to be more effective, I think, in larger fields, as we kind of saw at Nuttycomb. But how does this lineup compare to Harvard's lineup? Like what I still think Harvard's going to win because Harvard's depth has dramatically improved. I think they're just going to have more men up front. But I do want to see, like, what exactly should we expect from Princeton moving forward? Because I feel like we get to this point in the season, we never really know. And then even after the season, we're like, does anyone really know how good this team was? Does Princeton know how good they were? I don't think we know. And I think that's usually the the theme of their season. Yeah, absolutely. I Do you think, so if it was like a dual meet, I think Harvard would put the first two through, like, ahead. Yes. Do we think think Princeton will have someone in front of their three who had a great race I'm I'm forgetting his name but had a great race at Nutty Comb. Oh, it was um Ben Rosa. Mm-hmm. Ben Rosa. Um yeah, I I do because they had uh what is it? Nick Benson, Benson. He was oh, ahead yeah, of yeah. him and then I think Connor Nisbet can be ahead of him. Yeah. So, I think you could put two ahead of their three. I think they'll probably only get one. Also depends if if Anthony Monti is going to come back, will he be racing? I think that's a very very key development for this team in terms of being able to compete with Harvard. Um it will take a really good day for Princeton to upset Harvard, but could I see it happening? Yeah, but it it would take a okay day from Harvard and a very good day from Princeton for that to happen. And I think that's the race right there. How many guys they can get ahead of their in their number three. There's like three. if it's yeah. if it's one, it's not happening. If it's two or three, there there you, you could it, there there could be something there. Um, yeah. I the other team that kind of comes to mind for me is just North Carolina. Like just I I we haven't seen a, a, a complete race for them yet. I mean Alex Phillip has been awesome, um, yeah. and really just come in and been such a uh, seamlessly uh, transitioned from the D three side. But we just haven't seen the back end really come together yet, and there's potential there. But I, I think this winning ACCs would be, I think, a real sign of intent of what they can do at nationals, where there there is a podium spot um, or two that I think is really there to be won um, if someone really wants to go up and take it. So. I, I think this could be a big weekend for them. And and if we just see them kind of have the same old, same role race, I, I think we can kind of cross them off the list of, of contenders there. Yeah, I think I would probably put Notre Dame in that same category, yes, maybe to a lesser extent. Um, the, the thing with North Carolina is that, like, they have no depth after four. And 
Jake Gephardt is, is really good, but sometimes he's hit or miss, right? And so it's really just not only can you get all four of your men from North Carolina to run well, but then can you find a five? I yeah. think they might still have a five. They just haven't shown it yet. Um, they have talent. Yeah, they, they, they have talent. They, they, some, someone should have the potential of being a solid, at like a good enough number five. The, I mean, I just don't think there's excuse. Like, I don't, I don't see how or why they don't have a number five. Agreed. And my, my impression is that like they must be redshirting someone or keeping someone in the wings or like in the shadows, just like waiting to like release their number five runner. Um, I, I am, I am surprised that they haven't found a fifth yet. But Notre Dame, it's kind of like. Well, we think we we think they have five or I mean six or seven, but like, who's gonna run well? And you know, it's I think they have the pieces, but I just keep waiting for them to put the pieces together, and they just haven't yet. Agreed. On the women's side, I I think it's we've already touched on them a little bit, but Colorado women are are like again very similar in terms of we just haven't seen them put together a complete lineup. This is a great opportunity to really prove themselves and show that they they can't get to where we thought they were at the beginning of the year yeah i mean it's it's i i can't like analyze this team because i don't know no, anything right about yeah there, there's really nothing to say other than like this is the right. opportunity here like, yeah they they need to kind of go ahead and take it um i did have one other i wanted to mention do i want to say that yeah. Yeah. I want to know if these two teams are kind of like pairing together. Mm-hmm. Um, Ole Miss and Utah. Okay. Great. have had good seasons, but just how good are they? Right. I think Nutty Comb is one thing. Griek is another thing. I think, what is it? Ole Miss was at Loyola. I think Pac-12s will be a really good gauge of how they compare up to Oregon how they compare to Washington, to Stanford, to Colorado. I'm not expecting them to be compete with Stanford or Colorado is, is not what I'm saying. Um, but like Oregon, actually, you want to bring them into this equation. Where is Victoria Patterson? Where is Harper McLean? Where is uh, yep. Lily Cridge, Kate Peters, Emily Gerard? Like, where are these women? I think some one of them, or maybe one or two of them, could enter this lineup at Pac-12s, but I don't know if that's going to happen. And I think that's what the biggest thing is to watch with for Oregon. Yeah, yeah, and I I think Utah is is a good one um, as well. Uh, and we haven't really talked about, but from a, from a men's perspective, uh, the Mountain West. I I think that'll yeah. be a really interesting Air Force, New Mexico. How does that all shape? Boise down? State had Boise a nice State, race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Utah State. Like they there there's there's a lot of interesting teams there that whoever i mean new mexico could win this where their their lack of depth won't hurt them nearly as much as it would in a big big field um and having their top individuals but air force obviously has proven that they can be very very solid through five or six be an interesting race to watch certainly yeah i also like wyoming they're not going to have like a major role in this race but just shout out wyoming um so yeah no I, i would i would agree with that um, what do you want to go to next? Where are we, where are we heading? Who needs to pick up some Colossus points, some last minute Colossus points before we head to regionals? Here's a fascinating thing that someone texted me the other day. Someone texted me and he goes, isn't it wild that the Pac-12 has no point, has no Colossus points? And I go, 
okay, well, first off, uh, and so it was, it was a good point. I go, okay, they do. When the Pac-12 does have Colas points, the men. Because, like, yeah, I think Stanford's going to have a few. I think. Um, Are they? Yeah. In Wisconsin. From Virginia? Oh, well, yeah, okay. from Virginia. So okay. you, if like, just just look at uh, if you look at um, Virginia, they beat Butler. Uh, they, I'm sorry, they beat Eastern Kentucky, Wake Forest, Colorado, Iowa State, Michigan, Princeton, Utah State, Washington, right? And then at Nuttycomb, they beat where were they? not many teams: Iona, Wisconsin, Georgetown, Butler, Michigan State, Gonzaga, Florida State. Yeah. So yeah. So With, not, not Wisconsin to, and Colorado so are definite, almost certainly definite twos. Right. And then in the, if, if we're just going broad to the West region in total, yeah. CBU has a ton. And then right. Boise State may have a couple, like one or two here or there. But you think about like this Washington, I'm not convinced that they have any points. I, Oregon obviously hasn't raced yet. No. Right? Colorado, obviously now, they, oh, the Colorado's they not in the West region. Well, they're, oh, yeah. they're not but a West yeah, region they're, team. They're, yeah, yeah. So I think I think they were actually saying the the West region, not the Pac-12. They're okay. saying, isn't it wild the West region yeah, yeah. doesn't have many points, and it's they kind of have a couple like Gonzaga. Not sure they have any points. Yeah, Portland. Nope, they don't. So where Cal Poly? Nope. Yeah, who's gonna? Yeah, I mean, how many teams are we realistically gonna see come out then? I, I mean, especially since so many teams got at least one point at uh, Nuttycomb against wisconsin like it, it, it's there's gonna be so i i think the and i i said this after nuttycomb wisconsin dropping that far back gave so many teams an extra point or two where you're gonna need like an like three or four points maybe um rather than two or three to to make it this year because there's just gonna be a higher threshold um because wisconsin just gave 20 plus teams a free point yeah and like the now, granted, it's I think a lot of this matters of like who are going to be the top two teams in the West region on the men's right. side, because if CBU men were to fall to fourth, well, then they'll push someone in. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, or maybe even honestly, Stanford could you could say the same thing about Stanford if they were to finish fourth, they'd probably have enough points to push someone in eventually down the selection process. Yeah, sure. Um, but a lot of it depends on like the very there's a very specific order um, at the Pac-12 championships where which doesn't yield a lot of points yeah i think it's something like colorado stanford oregon washington something like that would not yield a ton of points yeah yeah no that's that's interesting so i mean from a men's perspective i had jotted down that the michigan men could probably use a point but i don't know who they're really realistically going to get a point from like i well here let's let's go through it so here here's nutty right Tell me if you think this team is going to give them a point or not. Sure. Wake Forest. Probably. Eastern Kentucky. I think it's one or one of those teams will give them a point. I, I'd okay. be kind of surprised to see both. Boise State. Eh, I don't know. I don't think so. Air Force, Stanford, Iona, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, probably two or three there. Right, and then oh yeah, they're up to four at least. Georgetown, probably. Butler, Michigan State, yeah. Gonzaga, Washington, Florida State. Yeah, give so me one more out of that. Good. Yeah. So yeah, when you finish in the top like nineteen, eighteen of yeah, Nicole, that's, you that's usually fair. are pretty safe. That's a good point. Usually. So yeah, from a men's perspective, then I'm trying to think of a, of a of a of a good team. Like looking at the South Regional, you have what Al- Alabama, 
and Florida State, Florida Ole Miss. Like, does Ole Miss could Ole Miss use a point here? I mean, I don't know. Is it, is it going to matter? <laughs> you know, you know who could use a point actually? NC State men. Yeah, actually, all those Southeast teams could mm-hmm. there because that's like I mean, we just said Wake Forest and Eastern Kentucky. Like, there's a lot of teams that like could use an extra point or two because they're even if they have a good amount now, if they they could end up finishing sixth at that region in their their regional and need to have more than enough to be able to push a team in and or or and another couple of cool scenarios where they just need to leapfrog 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 a few people despite finishing sixth or seventh in the region yeah i'm i'm not even sure like what to expect from nc state like they've they've done this where they've just come out of nowhere and they're like surprise we're good right and but i I, i'm a little concerned like that nutty commerce was bad 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 yeah um so and they'll we'll have mostly. opportunity at, at ACCs. There, there's, and that's there's the thing. points to, to be won there. Yeah, they could get a lot of points, like a shockingly like good amount of points there. So, um, yeah. I'll that's stick with the ACC for the women's side. I think Florida State could, could uh, pick up some much-needed um, points. I'm over Florida State. <laughs> I'm just over it. You're just out. No, I just I don't I just don't think they're they're a national qualifying squad this year. Yeah, I I mean it, it there things have not looked good, but this is like if if they put together a good performance here, I, this is their last stand really because they're not going to finish in the top two in the South Regional. And well, they, sorry, go ahead, go go ahead. And it, so this is their opportunity to pick up some much needed points at ACCs. Well, what could be interesting is like let's say there's a wild scenario where they finish third and Lipsicum finishes fourth. Yeah. There's a push scenario sure. there, probably. Um, well, definitely, actually. Yeah, yeah, um, Lipscomb has plenty. So that would be interesting. And Ole Miss is in the South. Oh. South is going to be very interesting because those so top maybe, two are yeah. super are 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 locked in. You would think, and after that, though, there's three quality teams. Yeah, I it's you're right. There is a realistic avenue for Florida State to get a push. It could happen. Ten, and ten you know what? And Tennessee's Tennessee's not a big, Tennessee's not a bad team. Yeah, they were fifth at the South Region last year. Yep. Yeah. Good. All right. So fun. Good. Good answer. Good answer. I thought you were going to go to the ACC, and I thought you were going to say, "Please hold." North Carolina. Mm. North Carolina women. Oh, that's were, crazy that they're going to need uh, many no. points. Oh my gosh, but I didn't even think They might about need them. points. They were 11th at the Virginia Invitational. Who did they beat? Duke, Elon, Northwestern, Ohio State, Columbia, Air Force, Utah State, Liberty, Navy, so on and so forth. They I don't could think there's get a, one, maybe. That, I don't even think there's one. I don't even think there's one. So go, okay, well, what did they do at Nuttycomb? And let me backtrack a little bit here. If you go back to Nuttycomb, they finished 22nd. Where they beat Portland, Providence, New Mexico, Columbia, Penn State, Boise State, Elon, Florida State, Air Force, Utah State, Texas. Texas probably gives you one, maybe, yep. maybe uh, they probably give you one. Providence probably gives you two, maybe depending on yeah. I mean that, that Northeast and... region sneaks good. Yeah, and New Mexico kind of sorta like they, probably not. You have they probably have two points. Man, 
Again, they're gonna have opportunities. Like uh, it's yeah. uh, against the this ACC be field. Close. Yeah. Oh man, that's wild. Like, they, they need Brent Brown back badly. Yeah. Yeah, so. and I mean they they could get pushed there. Obviously, they could if they put together a good regional race, they could get pushed in. But yeah, it's 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 dire times for them, which is kind of crazy to say already. Could you imagine, like, this is the scenario we're talking about when we did these people? We were talking about them being a podium team. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and just coming off of the way they ran last year. I mean, Mm -hmm. they were just, they were so good. Uh, Yeah. That's that's crazy. I I, I will give them, go ahead, go ahead. You you can go ahead. I was going to transition to something else. Yeah, all I was going to say is that Brim Brown coming back, Kelsey Harrington having a better day, everyone just running well generally. Yeah. You know, I... There is an avenue where they are significantly better, but two major opportunities have not been great so far. So, I'm just trying to think of like out outside of the ACC or the SEC that we've talked about a little bit. Pac-12. Is there is there any any teams that I mean Stanford could could uh, probably use a point um, from a men's perspective if they if they can beat. Are we, are we going to men? Or are we going to? No, from from men's perspective, yeah. No. Women, they uh, don't. I don't think the men, I don't think Stanford men need any points. I think they're fine, actually. I think they're going to have four or five. From Virginia, yeah, from Virginia, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess there's really nobody else that really need. I mean, in the Big Ten, there's just not a lot of points to be won. Actually. Big 12, same thing. Here's an interesting one. Do the Alabama women need a point? i mean we just talked about how there's a lot of solid teams in the south i would still put them in as like they should finish top two right but how sure or like i mean we're comfortable that florida's gonna finish top two yeah but i i think it's very fair if we said alabama could get upset for the second spot yeah i don't think that's unrealistic no and in that scenario, how many points do they have? Well, they ran at Joe Piani and got third, and they ran well. Yeah. They beat UC Davis, Florida State, Pitt, Minnesota, Vanderbilt. So what? Nothing. No. Hmm. And they have, they can, if they can beat Arkansas, that'll be a point. If they can beat Ole Miss, Ole Miss that, that's another are, point. Uh, are we sure that's a point? I don't yeah. think it. Yeah, no, it is a hundred percent. Because if you look at uh, if you look at Nuttycomb, they were no. what? They were twelfth. Nutt- Ole Miss women were twelfth at Nuttycomb. Yes, but like, could Ole Miss realistically finish sixth in the South? Uh, we'll put five. Who are the five teams ahead of them? It would be Virginia, Alabama, um, Lipscomb, Lipscomb, Florida State, Tennessee, and Tennessee. Yeah. I think it's a stretch to say right. That they would yeah, that's right. I think fifth is maybe a, a more realistic possibility, but yeah, yeah I mean, I still, it, I think they're fourth. In, on the okay, game. not yeah, so good there. Okay, interesting. Man, that south, that south regional. The more we talk about it, is going to be. Super it's interesting, isn't it? Honestly, it's the most interesting the South region has ever been. I know. That's what I was thinking about. Normally, it's just like, all right, you got two, maybe three if you're lucky, uh, at least on the men and women's side generally. But yeah, this, I mean, that's going to take be as we're talking about, like how the West, re- like the West regionals just aren't like what we're normally expecting them to be, like in terms of how many quality teams have points already. And I mean, maybe the South picks up some of those few that we're, we normally expect from that, from that region. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the South. Um, all right, where do we want to go from here? Um, what what conferences haven't we we? T- I feel like we haven't touched on Big Ten men that much. I, I yeah, mean, let's, I think let's it's about Big Ten. Wisconsin and then everyone else, assuming they run their full squad. Who who do you who do you like to finish second there? No one. Um, <laughs> gosh, I don't know. Um, Is it Michigan? Does it have to be Michigan? <laughs> yeah, I guess Michigan. Michigan not an State inspiring group. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But like, it's this is more of like the if Michigan State runs uh, Raleigh Hogue, Hawk. I have no idea how you say his name. Um, and then Carly Stimpfel, then this might be a little different. But I, we haven't seen them yet. Purdue's fine. Um, but yeah, no, I think it has to be Michigan. Yeah, and, and there's really the individual race is not going to be super interesting there. Uh, it'll be sharp and liking. Yeah, there's not eh, Big Twelve or Big Ten women's. We we touched on a little bit. I think there there will be some intrigue there. Pac twelve. We've talked about Pac twelve. I think on the men and women's side, well, ACC's Big Tens, uh, um, Big Twelves. What a let's start Big East men. Briefly. Sure. Butler, so, Georgetown, Villanova. Kind of an interesting interesting group there. I think Villanova is the favorite, obviously. Yes. Um, but not um, huge favorites. I don't, I don't no. I don't think they're overwhelming. Not in this kind of field, right? And I think that'll be the interesting part of how. What does that front like top five look like? How, like how many guys? How many Villanova guys do we have in there? I, I think that'll be interesting to see too. In the overall standings, yeah, 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 yeah. Probably two, probably two. But then you have to start asking, like, okay, well, who are the other three men. And I think that's Florian Lapellic. And who does Georgetown have? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about now. Um here, let me let me quickly look. I have it up. I did have it up. I go back. This is great podcasting. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking about. We we should have come more prepared with our big east notes. Um the big, I'm sorry. I apologize to the big east. Like there's just there's so much so much to talk about. We can only get so much of it. Oh, they were 41st. That was um, Parker Stokes, of course. Right. Parker Stokes okay. and Matthew Rizzo were both top 60. So, could it, yeah, I could see Stokes sneaking in there. Yeah. That could be interesting. Who who comes out on top, Butler or Georgetown for second? I'll go Butler. I, I like yeah, I think, that. I think Butler's I, the safer. I, I like them in, in this kind of field. I think just a little bit more. Um, We agree that the Mid-Atlantic region right now, it's favored to be Villanova, Princeton, and then Georgetown's the third place team. Yep, I agree. Okay. Kind of, kind of what I thought. And north and northeast is just like when I was Syracuse and Harvard. It's going to be brutal for any other team to try to get in there. Iona just a- doesn't have really much of a shot. It seems like just to get in from Colas' perspective. Um. Well. Uh, it it's a, like they would have have to have a lot to go their right. way. Yeah, it could. I think it could happen, but a lot would have to go their way. Agreed. So, um, I want to go back to the Mountain West, the women's side. Okay. Um, New Me- New Mexico's favored, I think. No, no, Colorado State's favored. You can see how this is like a conflicting. So you have Air Force, 
Boise State or like not. I mean, like it's 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 Colorado State and New Mexico. I think are the one two. Sure. Air Force is fine for this conference. Same thing for Utah State. Um, Boise State I think is a little bit better than what they showed. So will you take New Mexico or Colorado State? And the caveat to this that I'm throwing in there is New Mexico runs a heckle. I so would perspective, take New Mexico then in that scenario. In that scenario, okay. Because for the for those listening at home, Colorado State finished 17th at uh, Nuttycomb. New Mexico finished 25th. You add Emma Heckle in there, that that changes things quite a bit. Um, and they're very similar kind of built teams too, which is kind of, it, which makes which should make a very interesting race. Like you, you could see just like one after another in in this race where they just kind of go New Mexico um Colorado State New Mexico to Colorado State like like one after another it could I mean it, it's going to be super tight Sarah Carter or Nicola Jansen for the individual title um assuming I'm not forgetting anyone Sarah Carter I think I might because and they finished by the way 20th and 21st at Nuttycomb um respectively Jansen was 20 uh 21st I think I'm gonna take Jansen she's been really good She's she's impressed I, she's me. She's been really good, really really good. Um, yeah, I'll take her. Okay, I like what she brings to the table. Um, well, actually, let's let's do this. Like now, while we're on the men, Air Force from New Mexico. I know we briefly touched on it, but we never yeah. actually got like definitive about it. I think New Mexico in this kind of scenario should win. Um, because it's not a deep enough conference where it's like they're fourth and fifth guys are going to get pushed that far back. And I just, you like their top. I, I would like their top two, I think more than uh, air forces top two. Um, and I think that'll end up being the difference. And I don't think air force is going to be able to put enough guys ahead of the four or five for New Mexico to make it to, to like to, uh, to make that gap um, surmountable for the first two guys. I want to say air force, but I think the 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 math is like the, like the sexy pick is New Mexico. You know what I mean? Yes, of course. Like that's that's just it's just like their new firepower, low sticks. Yep. It's fun. But man, am I going to really bet against Air Force again? We I we keep doing it and it never goes well. But like I just I it it would be difficult for me to see the way that New Mexico has improved too. Um, that that back end's gotten a little better. I I just think that front three and front two in particular is just too much. Mm, I don't like that. All right. uh, If I have to give a definitive answer, I'm going to say Air Force. Okay. I just, I just, I can't. Don't want to be burned. Yeah. I don't want to be burned again. Like I've been burned too many times. First it was Indiana. Now it's Air Force and like a handful of other (laughs) teams. I forgot about Indiana. Yeah. Do you remember Indiana? I didn't forget about Indiana. Oh, I know. You'll never forget (laughs) about Indiana. You didn't forget either. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, shout out Indiana. Um, but yeah, uh, all right. I'm trying to figure out what else do we have here. Do you have I, anything more? I think we cover like this. We this was actually a really like quick, concise way of doing all this. Right. I think normally yeah. we go like conference by conference, and we we talk like way too long about each conference. But I think I mean we hit on the major points for all the major teams for all the major conferences. I think. All right. Well, if we forgot anything, let us know. The engagement Absolutely. helps. So, but um, shout out to everyone who's on YouTube. We appreciate it. I do see your comments. Um, so thank you for everyone who's, who's, uh, who's we watching. We need to bring back the YouTube comment. I need to start I know. remembering yeah. to do that. We do have to do that. This is on, I'm going to yes. put that on you. That's yes. Yeah, so that's, that's, I'm the person that, that, that puts that together. So that, that is yes. 
So, um, but thank you for everyone. Go, go uh, watch there. We're going to try to, again, leverage that a little bit more later in the year. Uh, ratings and reviews on Apple and Spotify. Uh, go get a subscription, like the, the rankings, the detail. D1, D2, D3. Really good Trans- stuff. Transfer value rankings. We have, yeah. have we, we haven't talked about this on on the blue. Have we? Did we? No. Oh, well, I think I think we hinted at it. Yes. Transfer value rankings now on the site under the content tab. That was um. I don't. I remember like the old days of TSR where I was like putting in like fifteen hour days like every single day, and it was just exhausting. I that was like putting that thing together. The uh, the transfer value rankings. It was like two nights of that of just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this for two and a half years kind of thing. Um, so yeah. yeah but- the, the editing that Garrett did on that, like like Finn and I did long, long podcasts on both of those. And then Garrett had to edit and put graphics together and then put together the actual list so that subscribers I thought it was cool. Here. I thought it no. went well. Yeah, I loved it. I, I think you it was exactly what I was kind of envisioning. So yeah, check that out. I think it's really interesting just to to look at runners from a talent plus eligibility side. And of course, we're not saying that people, everybody in the country is going to transfer. It's just trying to figure out another way of ranking all the uh, all the best runners in the country. So all right, on that note, um, I will let you go, Ben. And that's all I got. All right. Until next week, Garrett. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you.